0: three and one-half years today's scripture revelation 1 3 so we notice in this verse that we are blessed for hearing this book blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near Bible in a year 1 Samuel 17 to 18 Luke 11 1 to 28 I know we have named this section the age of the kingdom the millennial kingdom This is in fact the 1,000 years that will take place before the great white throne judgment in Revelation 20, 11. In this section God brings judgment on the unsaved, the ones who knew not Jesus. The millennial kingdom is a 1,000 year period where Jesus will rule the world and Satan is secured in a pit with heavenly chains. He is not able to contaminate the world for a thousand years. We still have to reflect on the tribulation era. Seven years of torment like the world has never seen. In this chapter we want to reflect on the first three and one half years. Please remember in this teaching or lesson, the Church, at this point, has been raptured, and is with Jesus. This will be the judgment for the Christians, not for their salvation, but for their deeds, of what they did, or didn't do with the opportunities that Jesus gave them. This is called the Bema Seat Judgment. Those who were faithful, and followed the leadership of Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, these will be given rewards for their labors, that will not ever tarnish or be consumed in the fires. 1 Corinthians 3, 11-15 For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw. Each one’s work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one’s work, of what sort it is. If anyone’s work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone’s work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. I like this passage, because it is for a less than adequate person as myself. No one really knows their rewards or their crowns, if any. I am sure there are many who have earned the rewards, but the object of this whole ordeal is that I am not looking for rewards, I'm focused on Jesus, and I am saved by what he did on the cross, and the amazing grace of God himself. So now let's look into the first three and one half years of tribulation. The first two things that happen are the rapture of the church, and the war against Israel as described in Ezekiel 38 and 39. The world at this point is in total shock, and awe. Millions of people disappeared without a trace, cars, planes, and trains crashing into the earth, and when they investigate they find the drivers and pilots missing, then there is this totally weird battle in the Middle East that ended in total destruction, yet no one really fought, it was as if the men just killed each other, and fell dead. Massive earthquakes, storms, and giant hail, and fire rained down on the battlefield. Now ask yourself, do you think there will be confusion, and unknown amount of fear? Absolutely so. The Antichrist will rise up in this first half of tribulation and bring peace and control to a chaotic mess. People will listen to him, and he will bring all the countries together with explanations of everything that has happened. But the truth of the matter is that he has this. Knowledge because of Satan Satan influences, and empowers the Antichrist all the way through his short span of life. Israel will be able to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem and will make a peace agreement with the Antichrist for the first three and one half years. But, during this time the tribulation will continue to move forward, slow at first but speeding up as it goes along. The first things to happen is the releasing of the six seals, Revelation 6. Seal 1 the Conquer, Verses 1-2 Now I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like thunder, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a white horse. He who sat on it had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he went out conquering and to conquer. While looking at this verse I am reminded of the Catholic Church, the Pope, and all that he is, is white. His clothes, cars, planes, all white, I guess it is to represent holiness. But, let it be known, that in the early years, Catholicism persecuted, and killed tens of millions of Christians. So my thought here is, that this white horse rider represents the Catholic Church, conquering and has conquered many Christian lives. I say this because this was a time that was and is no more. The Catholics do not do this today, but I believe they are the key to the false prophet and the beast that arises from the earth, Revelation thirteen eleven, Seal 2, Conflict on Earth, verses 3-4. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature saying, Come and see. Another horse, fiery red went out, and it was granted to the one who sat on it to take peace from the earth, and that people should kill one another, and there was given to him a great sword. Now we must move forward to the next series of events that happened, and can be seen historically. Communism came to fruition through powerful takeovers of countries, with leaders that believed in the dictator attitude. Russia, Eastern Europe, China, and many other countries follow this type of tyranny. All this took place at the end of the Catholic persecution. These communist countries don't believe in God and also persecuted the Christian. Anyone that opposed their hostile takeover of the said country, would be executed. Today they still maintain a hard line attitude towards Christians, but I think they may have relaxed a little, but not ever condoning God or Jesus. Seal 3, Scarcity on Earth, verses 5 to 6. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come, and see. So I looked, and behold, a black horse, and he who sat on it had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and the wine. While the red horse brought on communism, and torment for many countries, and millions slaughtered for the cause. The black horse represents the capitalism, meaning just the opposite of communism. It is an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners for profit, rather than by the state. We have come to a time where food is becoming scarce, and in many places it takes all they have to provide bread, and starvation is rampant in the world we are in. But the Oil and the wine, rich have no issues, and seems to be protected by the capitalistic economy they helped build. We the people, have no power over the protection of the oil, and the wine, representing the rich, and famous. We look out from where we sit, and see all this, yet there is yet another horseman which really brings it home to where we are today. Seal 4, Widespread Death on Earth, Verses 7-8 to When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature saying, Come, and see. So I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And the name of him who sat on it was Death, and Hades followed with him. And power was given to them over a fourth of the earth, to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and by the beasts of the earth. Now as we get deeper into this particular study we find another shocker, a pale horse is not pale, but in fact green. In the original Greek, the word used to describe this horse is kleros which means green. So in identifying the horse as green, we find yet another power, and actually, I feel it is dominant in the world we are in today. Islam Islam is a huge religious group that believe in another god, Allah. They persecute and kill Christians all around the globe. They are taught to destroy the infidels, which is all those who do not embrace their Islamic ideas. They rule by a caliphate, which is similar to a dictator. People have one ruler, one religion, and one purpose. Notice the one that sit upon this horse was Death, and Hades followed with him. This represents demonic activity and Hades is the name for hell itself. They had power over one fourth of the earth, to kill with sword, with hunger, with death, and the beast of the field. It is not hard to see this picture happening today. Terrorist, claiming the Islam religion, murdering and terrorizing the world today. I believe this is the time of where we are today in the world. The worst is yet to come. Seal 5, the cry of the martyrs, verses 9 to 11. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, until you judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then a white robe was given to each of them, and it was said to them that they should rest a little while longer, until both the number of their fellow servants and their brethren, who would be killed as they were, was completed. Now this speaks for itself, there are going to be millions more to join these as martyrs. God does bring judgment on the earth, in latter parts of Revelation. What God says or sees, will come to pass. These four horsemen, as described above, are in fact the powers in the world today. These four horsemen are active and present today, Catholicism, Communism, Capitalism, and Islam. There are these martyrs that cry out to God. So I believe this part of the seals have been opened. The first three and one half years start out slow, but things speed up as time moves forward. In chapter 7, we will find the sealing of the 144,000 Jews, who become, and are the evangelistic voice to the world. They will spread the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world, more so than anyone before them has done. Now the fruits of their labors is not far to be seen in this chapter. Beginning in verse 9 we see a great multitude which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne, and before the Lamb, these are those who came through the tribulation. While all this is happening, we find in chapter 11, God's two witnesses, also preaching the gospel, and do so for this first three and one-half years. The people will try to kill them but cannot. These two witnesses have sealed up the heavens, and no rain has come for the entire three and one-half years. Finally they are destroyed, the people of the world celebrate by having parties, and sending gifts to one another. They leave the two witnesses' bodies in the street for all to see, but their celebration is short-lived, for in three and one-half days they are resurrected up on their feet, and ascend into heaven. Then there in that same hour a great earthquake destroys one-tenth of the city. Revelation 11, 13, In the same hour there was a great earthquake, and a tenth of the city fell. In the earthquake seven thousand people were killed, and the rest were afraid and gave glory to the God of heaven. Notice now in this last sentence, they gave glory to God in heaven, but it does not say they repented. Salvation comes through repentance. Now we begin the seven trumpet judgments. Revelation chapters 8 and 9. Trumpet one, vegetation struck. The first angel sounded, and hail and fire followed, mingled with blood, and they were thrown to the earth. And a third of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. Trumpet two, the sea struck. Then the second angel sounded, and something like a great mountain burning with fire was thrown into the sea, and a third of the sea became blood. And a third of the living creatures in the sea died, and a third of the ships were destroyed. Trumpet 3, the waters struck. Then the third angel sounded, and a great star fell from heaven, burning like a torch, and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star is Wormwood. A third of the waters became Wormwood, and many men died from the water, because it was made bitter. This more than likely is the results of nuclear fallout, probably from an atomic bomb or missile, resembling a star falling, and burning like a torch as it re-enters the atmosphere from space. But. On the same thought it could be an asteroid falling to earth. At any rate it will contaminate the rivers and springs and poison them. I'm almost sure this would have to be radioactive material that fell, and settled on the waters. Trumpet four, the heavens struck. Then the fourth angel sounded, and a third of the sun was struck. A third of the moon, and a third of the stars, so that a third of them were darkened. A third of the day did not shine, and likewise the night. Our days are shortened by one third. How many of us feel like our days go faster, and faster? A week seems like a day, the months roll by like weeks. Time is racing to a climatic ending. Look what is said in verse 13 of this chapter. And I looked, and I heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, because of the remaining blasts of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. This is horrific, but not the worst. The worst is yet to come. Trumpet 5, The Locusts from the Bottomless Pit. This is too lengthy to print the entire ninth chapter, so I will extract key points, and invite you to read this entire chapter on your own. This is also the first woe mentioned in verse 13 above. Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. They were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth, or any green thing, or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. In those days men will seek death and will not find it, they will desire to die, and death will flee from them. One woe is past. Behold, still two more woes are coming after these things. This is a hard scripture to translate out, but here goes. These locusts are more than likely demonic creatures from hell itself. They will torment day and night for five months, but will not kill their victims. Man will seek death and will not be able to die. These creatures have a king over them. And they had as king over them the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, destruction, but in Greek he has the name Apollyon, destroyer. Trumpet 6, the angels from the Euphrates. Throughout my experiences of studying these scriptures this particular section has always stood out to me. There are four angels bound at the Euphrates River. Verse 14. Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. Now listen to what else is said in verse 15. So the four angels, who had been prepared for the hour and day and month and year, were released to kill a third of mankind. Turns out that this is an army of 200 million horsemen. Verse 16. Now the number of the army of the horsemen was 200 million, I heard the number of them. One third of all mankind is going to die because of three plagues that come out of their mouths. Verse 18 by these three plagues a third of mankind was killed by the fire and the smoke and the brimstone which came out of their mouths. The actual translation for all this is to say, a great military force is coming to join the fight against Israel during the Armageddon. The purpose of the three plagues is to lead people to repentance, but watch what the scripture says about this. Verses 20-21 But the rest of mankind, who were not killed by these plagues, did not repent of the works of their hands, that they should not worship demons, and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immorality or their thefts. Trumpet 7, The Kingdom Proclaimed The seventh trumpet presents the consummation of God's reign. The content of the seventh trumpet is the judgments of the bowls yet to come. These seven bold judgments will be the beginning of the second three and one-half years of the tribulation period. There will be no more delay as mentioned in chapter 10, verse 5 to 6. The angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised up his hand to heaven and swore by him who lives forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are in it, the earth and the things that are in it, and the sea and the things that are in it, that there should be delay no longer. The one thing that really stands out about these seven bowl judgments is that they are complete. All things are destroyed, not one-fourth, or one-third, but all. This is the great tribulation, it will be severely intense and complete. God will not miss anything. These judgments will be perfectly executed.